0: we just always want to say to people like just be care- not even be careful whose advice you listen to but just take it all with a pinch of salt and if someone is out there doing something inspiring and amazing and making their dreams come true you know that's whose advice you want to listen to and kind of forget the rest because you'll soon know more about it than they do and you should just trust yourself and move forward with it
1: welcome to average joe meets the uk's everyday entrepreneurs where we talk to all kinds of business owners across the country about how they got started and what it's really like to run their business that we can learn and be inspired to start something of our own. This episode is the story of twins Liv and Daisy Tinker who run Salad Days, formerly known as a South London Makers Market. It all started for them in December 2019 when Liv and Daisy, both still in full-time jobs in retail, decided on a whim to host a market in their local library in Crystal Palace. Fast forward to today and they have now hosted more than 50 markets and some of London's most iconic landmarks including Selfridges, Battersea Power Station and The Shard, working with and carefully curating the products of over a thousand small businesses. With an eye for beautiful things and great craftsmanship combined with lots of energy and enthusiasm, the two both now work full time on the business and they kindly opened up to share their story about how they got here. So, if you want to find out the secret to setting up and running a successful market business from scratch, carry on listening to the lovely Liv and Daisy Tinker. Hi Liv and hi Dave. Hi Dave. Hi. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I'm I'm really enjoying this podcast very much because I just go about my everyday life and when I have an enjoyable experience I just stop and do a bit of digging. And I recently went to one of your lovely markets in Gypsy Hill Breweries and it was so popular and bustling and it was such a nice atmosphere that I thought, hmm, who's behind this? <laughs> and lo and behold, it's the modern day Del Boys of South London. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> I'm delighted you said yes and and I do think you've got a story to tell. Um and, and Liv, shall we start with um the inspiration and the background behind the name,
0: Salad Days? yeah of course thank you firstly thank you so much for having us on the podcast and also just calling us modern day Delboys you cannot understand how much of a massive compliment that is to us because <laughs> truly Delboy and Rodney we grew up watching Only Fools and Horses and really and truly when I got fired from my job that's how we kind of got into running the market full time in 2019 um, Which honestly Delboy who's Rodney who's Boy? <laughs> we both <laughs> we both more think of ourselves as Delboy I think not that we don't love Rodney he has his place but um, just Delboys like enthusiasts. us and positivity and it, there was really something in Delboy, and we've really st- we've really held on to that haven't we days like he's been such an inspiration behind our business for the last four years and we honestly say to each other like he she who dares wins we actually do say that to each other so um sometimes and both Rodney sometimes when we're being plonkers we're Rodney when we're like really like out there being entrepreneurial we're Delboy. <laughs> yeah totally Um, Sorry, but let me get back to your question. So yes, back to salad day. So obviously we were formerly a South London maker's market and that was really kind of we set up the market really just meant to run one single event. And so we never really thought about the name at all. We just called it a South London Makers Market because we were in South London and we were a makers market. And um over time, obviously we kind of the business has evolved. It's grown into lots of different avenues and lots of different areas and we felt like that wasn't really encompassing everything we wanted to say about our business and why we set up the business. And it kind of didn't have the heart and soul in it that the business actually has in it, if that makes sense so the phrase salad days it's not something that we'd ever heard of before but after um I got fired in 2019 I was so I got fired I didn't have another job I didn't have any money and I was like oh my god what am I going to do next it was quite a scary time just before the pandemic and I was going to Crystal Palace car boot sale literally just looking for things to buy and sell we had um a, a really really small Instagram account for our interiors um like our home style, we were both decorating houses. And so we had a, an Instagram account for that. And I was just buying and selling, you know, vintage things or secondhand things from the car boot sale to make some money, essentially. I literally just set up a square space and just started, started selling stuff. And so I was going to Crystal Palace car boot sale every week gave myself a £10 budget, took myself on the bus and it was just something to do to fill my time when I didn't have a job. I wasn't doing anything. I was quite aimless. It's also quite down. Like it'd been a really horrible time getting fired and going to the car boot sale was like a real salvation, which I know sounds really cheesy, but I really, really enjoyed it. And it really brought out my inner Del Boy and that's where we started getting the inspiration from Del Boy. But I basically came across, so at Crystal Palace Car Boot Sale, it's, there's a lot of big sort of traders in vans and I think they do a lot of house clearances and at a certain point in the morning, the house clearance vans start giving away things for free because obviously they want their van empty to go and do the next house clearance. Oh. And so um, I started. That's that's when really things really come alive at the boot sale because everyone's jumping in, diving in, you know, looking at everything that they can get for free. And obviously, me on a massive bud, a really small budget of ten pounds, I was. That was the time for me to go and look for things to to buy. Well, not even buy to get for free to sell. And I found this ma- this small box of. Um, this small cardboard box of about five hundred different um, leaflets and flyers for different um, theatre productions that had happened over South London over the last fifty years, and every single one had been pristinely like kept in you know kept in the shoebox together. They all had handwritten dates on the front of them of when the production was, and I found a card inside to a woman named Beryl, and it turns out she was a prompt for one of the actors, and she had been involved in like theatre in South London over the last fifty years and had obviously you know, worked in the theatre and seen lots of theatre productions, all these hundreds of theatre productions. And she had kept every single one of these flyers over her lifetime. And it makes me feel quite emotional (laughs) actually thinking about Beryl. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Oh, let me compose myself. It makes me feel emotional thinking about Beryl because we started looking through the flyers and It was a real coup for me. I was like, "These are amazing!" Some of them had hand drawn illustrations on the front, and I was thinking, "Oh, I can I can frame these and sell them. These would be great on my vintage shop. What a great find!" And we started looking through them, and we found lots of productions, uh, lots of leaflets for the production of Salad Days, and it wasn't something we'd ever heard of before. But it must have (laughs) been. It makes me so emotional it must have been one of Beryl's favorites because she had a lot for salad days or so it was just a really popular production and so we looked up the phrase and and kind of learned what salad days meant to be young and naive and living your salad days and just really having a go and just being jovial and you know, bon vivre and just trying, just ha- trying at life and just living your salad days and just giving it a go, like how Del Boy did, think, talking about Del Boy again. And it just really inspired something inside of us. And we we both felt really emotional about it. And we were both like, we're living our salad days. That's what we're trying to do. I'd just been fired. Daisy really hated her job. We were both really looking for an avenue to do something different and to, to just really change our lives. And in that moment, salad days felt like this massive beacon of something ahead of us that was really inspiring and at that time we didn't know what we would go on to do like running the market full-time and having this entire business but that phrase of salad days stuck with us and every single thing that we did or we tried to do we really came back to salad days as an inspiration and as a point of reference for like anything we did we were like we, you know, is this our salad days? We want to live our salad days. And so it just really stuck with us. And then when we wanted to rebrand from a South London Makers Market, um, there really was no other name that meant anything apart from salad days. It had to be salad days because it honestly just meant so much to us. And from that moment of finding that box of of, of theatre leaflets and finding out about salad days, I honestly feel like it's not an underestimation to say like that changed my life. And I think it changed both of our lives and it changed our outlook on everything and yeah that was really where it all began so sorry that was such a long winded story but that's that's where salad days came from
1: (laughs) wow I didn't know it was you know that profound and it's your mantra of your business really (laughs) yeah oh so that was that's more recent but the the story was from sort of right at the beginning um so at what point did you do your first market and and was it all, was it destiny that you two were going to work together did you always get on well before that like how, how did how, what was your sort of relationship before then were you hustling that you mentioned you did interior design were you doing some side hustles in your current in your corporate jobs
0: we've initially? always been really really close. Um, obviously we're twins we're identical twins and we've we've always I know it sounds obvious but we really always have done everything together and we've always been best friends like the best of friends. And so we always had a childhood dream of working together, but it's just when we came out of uni, you know, you don't really know what you're doing, you're just desperate to get a job. We'd both moved to London. I was just looking for any job so I could pay my £300 a month rent in Toting, and it was the same. And um, actually, I didn't even have a job when I moved to London, so I was just desperate to get any work so I could pay my £300 a month rent to live in my little mouldy flat we lived together. (laughs) Um, And so we kind of both just went on these paths and these jobs, you know, we're going for interviews, we got these jobs. And we kind of just ended up doing that for like 10 years without really thinking about it. But we'd, we'd always wanted to work together. Our childhood dream was to have a department store together, which would be called Dot Department Store. And Dot is Daisy Olivia Tinker, which is like the most <laughs> original <laughs> name. It's very, I feel like it's very the sort of thing that you come up with when you're 12, which we were. Um, and we would draw these kind of catalogs of like fashion that we would have. It was all very bewitched vibes of like suede and denim and like swathes of fabric. Like it was all very bewitchedy. Um, and that was kind of our dream so when um, I moved to Crystal Palace um, I was going to the local library there to use as a library and I just saw that they had this poster on the wall that said you could rent the room upstairs and I said to Liv like wouldn't it be really cool we'd both kind of tried to volunteer at the library before but working full-time we we weren't able to to volunteer and we'd both been kind of trying to look for ways to get involved in our local community and I Mm -hmm. when I saw that it just really pinged an idea in my head to do something there. I just thought, wow, that's a really cool opportunity to support the library. We can pay to rent the room, and then we can, I don't know, just think of something cool to put on. And we've always been shoppers. Like, we've always been buyers. We all love always love going to shops and car boot sales and markets and rummaging through things. That's like, you know, when people say, what's your hobby? Like our hobby is getting a nice little coffee and then like going for a little mooch and a little browse and a little rummage somewhere. (laughs) So kind of the idea of running a market, I don't know, it really just came out of our heads and then we just set upon the idea and all of a sudden we were kind of organising an event. But I feel like it had been something we'd wanted to do together for ages, like to, to do a joint venture together for ages. And we both kind of have always been a bit side hustling I think when you come out of uni and you go into fashion we both worked in the fashion industry you know you don't get paid very much you're really low down when you start and I think just being those kind of I think Del Boy sort of the innate Del Boy nature is kind of deep within both of us and I think we've always been those kind of people that are like doing something or trying to work something out or trying to make something happen and bring people together and So we've both always had multiple jobs and multiple other projects and, you know, loads of things on the go at once. We've never kind of just had like one job, um, one nine to five. Um, So this just kind of started being our new project to work on. And that was in December 2019. Um, and since then, we've just never stopped hosting events, and we've now hosted more than fifty events and worked with more than a thousand small businesses. So it really just spiraled <laughs> from there. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, that sounds amazing. And we, 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 The thing is, we always have to talk about the t- pandemic, but just before then, because uh, obviously a market, you need lots of people to come to a physical space. But what? How did you get the suppliers then, and and, and the promotion? I mean, you just booked the Crystal Palace event. Uh, you book the location in the library. And then how did you go about getting the suppliers and then promoting it to to get people to come along? And was
0: it a success, that first
1: one? And how did you feel afterwards?
0: We both felt so emotional afterwards. It was it was such a resounding success. Honestly, both of us went into it really not knowing what was going to happen. So obviously we'd never run an event before. Neither of us had any event experience. We literally we didn't even have a new Instagram account at that point. We just had our interiors Instagram account that had about four or five thousand followers. So we kind of talked about it a bit on there and we we both just knew quite a lot of creative people, obviously working in like fashion industry. I say that loosely because it was like big high street brands, nothing like upscale, no luxury fashion. Um, but like working with a lot of creative people in jobs as what we both did. A lot of people, you know, go to you need to do really creative things and then you know you can't actually monetize that. So you go into sort of a more corporate job, but you you're still that creative person underneath. So both of us had worked in these jobs with a lot of really creative people that were doing things on the side. And so we just reached out to our immediate local community and friends and people that we knew and asked people if they'd be interested to do it. And a few of our friends just sort of humoured us and was like, Yeah, I'll pay you 40 quid to, you know, take a stall, um, you know, just see how it goes. And we, we didn't really make any promises. We were like, you know, we'll just book the room, see what happens i will say me and daisy worked incredibly 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 hard on the marketing of that event honestly every everywhere we went we talked to someone about it everywhere we went we took flyers with us we put posters up we flyed we went to stations we just we talked about it on instagram even just with our small um you know small following but we we did not stop on the marketing of that we we talked about it we must have been out in the community talking about it to like hundreds of people because we just anyone we met you know anyone in the shop the station the bar restaurant anyone I'm being serious we would tell them about it and we would invite them down and then you know on the day like hundreds of people just literally showed up and we opened the doors and we were both really nervous and like literally from the moment the market opened we had a queue of people trying to get in and from the moment the market opened it was packed and it was rammed all day and it was really overwhelming and really emotional because I literally got fired the very next day. So I knew that day that I was going to get fired the next day. So I was really teetering on like the edge of, I don't want to say a breakdown, but like I was really teetering on a lot of emotional feelings. And um, and so, yeah, the market it was a real success. We had hundreds of people come. We both felt really overwhelmed by the end of the day. There was like this electric energy and it felt really magical. And people just had so many nice things to say. And all of the vendors that took part were like, when's the next one? You know, we want to get booked back in. People were asking when they could come down to another one. And we really never thought about it as more than just one single event. We never, ever had a plan to do more than one. But people were asking so much that we were like, well, we better get planning the next one <laughs> and then I got fired the next day and then I had all of this free free time and then you know that's really where it it built up from <laughs> but um yeah but then,
1: but then it went into the pandemic and I think what's so lovely about your business is it's all about people it's all about that energy on that day and everybody's happy the, the buyers are happy the, the the market stall people are happy the suppliers um but yeah how on earth did you sort of manage that through the pandemic?
0: So we'd had two events at that point, December 2019 and February 2020. And I was working at ASOS Marketplace at the time and I remember being in the office and there was like, you know, general chat about some illness, some bug, and I was like, I'm not very um I'm not I don't really like pay heed to things like that. Like I think people you know, people things are always so dramatised. And so I was like, no, my my manager was like oh, I think this is going to be a really big thing. And I was like, no, I don't think it's going to be a really big thing. Like, I think it's just like anything in the newspapers are like really blowing up and it's going to be fine, lol. Um, so we weren't really thinking about it, to be honest. We'd booked multiple future events um, based on the success of those first two. The second one was just as successful as the first one. And people were banging down our door asking us when we were doing the next one. So we booked in, um, I think, two or three future dates with the library to rent the room again, One, maybe one a month, like March, April, May, something like that. And so when um, like a week later, obviously lockdown happened and the pandemic happened and everything that we now know happened, um, we were obviously terrified because at that point it was Liv's main income. Um, we'd, we felt like we really had this momentum. And more importantly, we'd actually booked um, brands for the future events. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in my work at ASUS Marketplace, I worked with small businesses. So I had an idea of what it's like running a small business through that but through these relationships we'd built up with these brands um, who were taking part in our market we knew their cash flow is really tight turnaround if they don't make money on those events they've booked into the next month they won't be able to pay their rent so we knew it wasn't an option to not go forward with those events we just said to each other there's no way that we can't run the events we have to run these events however it has to happen it has to happen and I guess I don't know I know it sounds a bit cheesy but it was like not ha- not like it was like it not happening wasn't an option yeah. and we just said we have to brainstorm this and find a way you know a solution to this problem and so that these brands can have a way to earn money because obviously at that point We were finding out that, you know, self-employed people might not necessarily get furlough. You know, all of those things were starting to happen. And it was really, really scary, especially for people who were self-employed or running their own businesses. And so we just saw that this was going to potentially be a really big lifeline for those brands. So we went for a walk around Crystal Palace Park. And my background is content and marketing. And I was like, if I can't make an event run online, then, you know, there's no hope for anyone because this has been my job for the last like 10 years. So let's just use our skills and make it happen. And I kind of had this, I think, very, like, literally in my brain, my brain's very, like, things are kind of in a picture in my head, if that makes sense. And I could see, yeah, like, I could see the grid of our Instagram account being almost like a map that people would walk around, kind of like with their fingers, they would, like, walk around the map of the market on Instagram. So we were, like, you know, each brand can have an Instagram grid post, and we made them look like little stalls. Um, so that it kind of looked and felt like an online market. And obviously now after the pandemic, you know, so many things got taken online and all concepts got digitised. But at the time, there had never been anything similar. There had not been any kind of craft or makers markets run online in that way. You know, through lockdown, we saw loads of them happen, but we, we didn't have any examples of how people had done it at that point. We were just kind of winging it and trying to make it make sense in our own heads and then trying to sell that idea to the brands because, you know, a lot of them are... Traditional crafters, they're not, you know, they don't do things very digitally, they don't do things online. A lot of them are like old school traders who literally just show up at a market one day and like take cash. So it was kind of trying to find a way that we could get everyone on board and make the idea work for everyone. But they were just so happy that we hadn't given up and that we were going to try and, you know, try our best to make it a success. And really, it was a difficult time and it was a really stressful time because we felt like we had a lot of weight on our shoulders for those people. But I think it was really the making of us. And I think it was really... <laughs> I'm going to cry as well now. <laughs> honestly, very emotional we each- people. We each other cry all the time. It's ridiculous. We cry like five times a day. People say, oh, I cry loads. And I'm like, I guarantee you don't cry as much as me. And they'd be like, it's absolutely ridiculous. But anyway, <laughs> we... Um, so we started running the events online. And honestly, they were just... I think it was just a real culmination of things that people really wanted to see at that time. You know, everyone was feeling worried. Everyone was feeling disconnected. Everyone was feeling lonely and everyone kind of, well not everyone, but a lot of people had a bit more money to spend because they weren't paying for travel. They were, you know, obviously we were all just staying at home every day. So for people who did have furlough and did have that kind of cash income, they maybe had a bit of money to spend. And the online markets were just a kind of thing that incorporated all of those things that people were looking for. And We started hosting them every two weeks. I was still working my full time job at this point, so I really, honestly, the year of lockdown was the most stressful year of my life. And I do have quite a lot of anxiety and like deal with that on a day to day basis. And I did have a bit of a meltdown (laughs) because doing both of them for the year was quite stressful. When people say, "Oh, I had such a relaxing lockdown," like you know, I just basically sat on the sofa and watched loads of box sets. I'm like, I was working twenty hours a day. Like I literally was about to lose it, but it was amazing at the same time. Like we were so high, we were on such a You know, this crazy roller coaster and we just there were so many emotions and so much outpouring of support from people. You know, our Instagram account that we'd set up by that point went from zero to like 30,000 people in honestly like a couple of months because people were just people were just desperate to support it. You know, the message that we were sharing was like shop small spread joy, shop, you know, shop these small businesses, help them through the pandemic. And it was just, I don't know, it was just crazy. (laughs) Like it was really just it was really just a mad whirlwind and so we continued to do that the whole way through lockdown. I think we hosted about 35 markets online um, wow. and yeah we didn't stop until the, the pandemic ended and then we took took the business back to real life events.
1: That's amazing that, and, and I guess it's <laughs> quite you. rewarding to the suppliers. I mean you probably help them modernise and well obviously help them bring bring an income into them but help them sort of modernized because as you say they're probably used to different way of selling
0: definitely I think about the small business world then versus now it's only three years but it's like light years away from what we were dealing with at the beginning you know so many people have now got really amazing websites really amazing social media presence and I'm you know that wasn't all down to us of course it wasn't but I think it was um I guess a, a great way for people to learn for us to learn for us to all kind of be in it together and learn together and you know everyone's you know completely changed the way that they run their business now really um and everyone just did so amazingly like you know when you're trying to sell products and you're trying to work out for the first time how to set up a website it's a lot but they really did an amazing job and it was really rewarding it was honestly it was like the best of times the worst of times do you know what I mean it was the worst of times in a way because I felt so stressed all the time but it was the best of times because I felt so proud of us and so accomplished and so happy because we were getting so much feedback from the businesses like I made three thousand pounds on this online market that's gonna you know that's more money than I've made for the whole of the pandemic so far and now I can pay my mortgage and when people say things like that to you it's you can't help but be moved and touched and you know just feel like you've actually done something positive which was really really rewarding
1: and and how did you make the decision then for you to then give up your job what was this trigger point or doing the numbers
0: I'd really wanted to leave for a while and I'd been um, in my job at ASOS for three years when we started the business and it was my dream job. I'd always wanted to work for ASOS. I I loved working at ASOS Marketplace with the small brands. Um, I made great friends there. Like There was loads about it that I loved, but it just it was really hard to accept that it wasn't actually my dream job and it actually caused me a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress. And I didn't find it rewarding, ultimately, um, working for a big business who's, you know, their overarching aims, even though ASOS Marketplace is so amazing, the whole business as a whole doesn't align with my personal values. And I, it just made me really angry every day. I just felt so angry all the time to, to work there. And, like, that's not good for anyone. It's not fair to them. It wasn't fair to me. And it took me a long time to get up the courage to kind of admit to myself that it wasn't my dream job because I was I, my job was an editor and I'd always wanted to be an editor. I'd always wanted to work for that brand. And so to realise that this thing you've strived for for 10 years, like not only is it not your dream, but actually you kind of hate some of it, like a lot of it. Um, I don't know. It was just difficult to come to the realization. I don't know why. just was, it was hard to let go. It felt like a really big part of my personality and my identity. And so once we sat down and worked out kind of the numbers and I'd wanted to quit like the whole time, cause obviously Liv was running it full time and I was so jealous. I was like, you get to do all of this cool stuff. Like she was going to the car boot sale and I was like strapped to my laptop for like 21 hours a day. (laughs) Um, so we kind of crunched the numbers and then finally after a year I just got up the courage to say like I can't I can't physically do both jobs anymore and you know now's the time like I don't want to either I want to have that confidence in myself I want to believe myself we've always wanted to work together this is like the best opportunity I'm ever going to have to be able to make that come to fruition and I listened to this song like a million times called Time Trades by Jeffrey oh, what's his name I'm gonna have to look it up um, but the words of that song, my boyfriend reminded me the other day about how many times I listened to it. And the words of that song just really um just really meant something to me about basically the whole song is about how, oh, by Jeffrey Lewis. Life's just short, basically. And so whatever you trade your time for, Liv's gonna laugh so much because I'm no, sounding no, it. it. Whatever you trade your time for better be worth it because you only get to trade it once, and that's it. That's your life up. And just the words of that song really spoke to me deeply and so I just felt like ultimately it was it was an easy decision but it did feel like jumping off a cliff at the time. But then literally the day after I left ASOS was the day that we got the message from Selfridges asking us to do a market inside Selfridge's on Oxford Street. So it was like the biggest kind of temptation that I'd done the right thing and we were just jumping around for joy for like hours and hours after that being like, we made the right decision and everything's gonna be okay.
1: Oh, wow. So so can you tell, uh, Liv, can you tell me about Selfridges then? What what
0: was the story? Yeah. Like? <clears throat> so Selfridges, honestly, well, it was just incredible. Honestly, I'm sitting here with a smile on my face thinking about it. But as Daisy said, the day after she left her full time job, we got the message we found. Well, we found the message in our Instagram. It was kind of like in that hidden requests dm folder that you don't really see so we so it'd been there for like a little while but we hadn't noticed it and basically the um head buyer for accessories um at selfridges had dm'd us had literally just sent us a dm and was like hi um do you want to do a market with selfridges like we love what you do and we were like oh my god like is this is this just spam is this a joke is this real you didn't
1: approach them they approached no
0: no no like with the with the market we have this thing we have this saying that we say to each other like we let things be incoming we're like we say to each other let it be incoming and so we just let things be incoming to us like throughout our business we haven't we really haven't reached out to anyone we've let things we've just let it all be incoming to us that's just yeah. that's what we said to each other from the beginning so yeah no self just just literally sent us a dm they said they loved the market, the online market format that we'd been running. They could see that people were really engaging with it. People were really loving it. They really loved everything we were doing, working with all the small businesses, the crafts, the sustainability, all of it. And they just asked us if we want to do a market with them or want to work with them in some in some way. And so, yeah, that's that's how it started. And we, we had a few meetings with them. We got to chat to the team. And you know, there was a kind of a few different ideas bobbing around. But at that point, um, we were all hoping that lockdown was going to come to an end. So we decided to not do something online and just wait for lockdown to end for us and plan to do a our first real life market back out of lockdown with Selfridges. Because we thought what an amazing huge moment like to come out of lockdown, all of these online markets and our first market in real life will be with Selfridges. So that's basically what we planned. And we actually almost walked away from the deal it wasn't actually as simple as just saying yes to working with them as crazy as that does sound because um, obviously they have you know their way of working they need to work a certain way and we were very adamant we needed to work a certain way to make it work for the small businesses and to make it work for us and so it got to a point where we we were about to back out of it we were literally going on this meeting and we said to them you know we can't move forward with this it's not going to work for us I'm really sorry and you know we kind of stood our grounds, and I'm really, really proud of us that we did because we were honestly ready to walk away from working with Selfridges because it wasn't going to work for, it wasn't going to work for us, and it wasn't going to work for the small businesses. And luckily, they were, you know, really accommodating. They in the end they made it work for us how we wanted to make it work, and so we were able to move forward with it. But um, but yeah, that was that was the start, and then we we had our first pop up with them. June 2021 then we went on to do Christmas with them and then we've just done Christmas just gone so we've done three pop-ups with them now so it's been absolutely incredible and honestly just can't say how amazing the Selfridges team are they're just so amazing and amazing to work with and we loved being in the shop and it was an amazing experience for everyone involved and yeah we loved it didn't we days we loved it honestly loved it (laughs)
1: I mean I guess you didn't think that would have happened a couple of years ago
0: (laughs) just suddenly yeah suddenly appearing
1: in Selfridges I love that phrase of just let it come to you (laughs) you must be it was honestly
0: a dream it was a dream so big that we hadn't even dreamed it that's the truth like it was the dream the dream was so huge we hadn't even thought to to think it you know what I mean so it was like really it was really wow like it was absolutely incredible but yeah yeah it was it was amazing Um so just to go down
1: to sort of the business side
0: of things, how do you make money? I'm
1: assuming um that people pay to sort of for you to promote them and and be in be on your market place. Is that how you make the money?
0: Exactly. So people pay for their spot in the market, it's a one off flat fee, we don't take commission, um it's it's always the same across our events and yeah, we'll they get like a set um roster of things that are included in that sport so as well as their place at the market we do um, a lot of online marketing um, for the events and for the businesses so we post about all of them we do a lot of research into all of them and do um, posts about every single one which always really means a lot to the businesses and you know we love kind of getting to learn more about all of them but I think that's something that really sets us apart is we really get to know the businesses and really kind of dig deep into what they're doing and why it's amazing and then share that with our audience which is now like sixty thousand people on instagram so it's really blown up in the last kind of really it's really blossomed in the last um couple of years but yeah it ultimately they pay us to take part um
1: because i also noticed on your website you you also do like a, a session with them just about how you present yourselves and those little touches as you say getting to know them makes it a bit different as well yeah, yeah that's,
0: that's just, a sorry day live no, I was just going to say that's our sales power hour. And that's something that we absolutely love to do. So as part of your market spot, you get to join us on a Zoom call, which is our sales power hour. And we realized that between the both of us, we had so much experience in retail. You know, we both worked in retail for 10 years before we did this. I worked inside shops. I was a visual merchandiser for 10 years and just a sales assistant in a lot of shops. So, you know, I've got really great first hand experience of selling things, selling products and also visual merchandising, which is a really key aspect of, you know, selling any product and setting up any products. Daisy obviously worked for ten years as a content creator and a copywriter and editor. So between the two of us, we kind of have the retail world. I don't want to say pinned down, but you know, we've got twenty years' experience between the pair of us, and we really wanted to be able to share that with our stallholders and say, you know, here's our experience. Here's also running so many markets. Here's what we've seen really work at our markets, and this is our advice. This is our guidance. This is what we think we, you know, is really going to help you smash your market day. And also just, you know, it's a way for us to connect because the community aspect of our business is so, so, so important to what we do. And, you know, meeting people, getting to know people, working with people, it's really people to people. That's what the market is about. And so it not only is it about sharing information, it's also about helping really build up the confidence of each of the stallholders ahead of market day. Because, you know, most of these people are independent people who work on their own day in, day out. And sometimes you just need someone to say to you, you're fucking great. We're so proud to work with you. We're absolutely buzzing about it. You're going to smash your sales on market day. And here's how you can do it. And we totally believe in you and we cannot wait to have you at the market. And, you know, sometimes it's it's about learning more and sometimes it's just about putting that self-belief into people and, and saying, I've got confidence in you and I know that you're going to do amazing. And people come away afterwards, you know, almost emotional sometimes because they're like, I really needed to hear that. Like, you've really made my day. You've made me feel so confident. I feel so ready. I've got a plan of action. I'm prepared. I'm, I've listened to all your information and guidance. And also, I just feel really, really great. And so it's kind of a way to bring people together, a way to you know put confidence in people and And also just a way to share all of our knowledge and kind of experience of running these events and also just working in retail. So, yeah, that's something we also offer as part of our market spot as well to everyone who we work with.
1: It's interesting um, that actually you sort of need to go through that process of working for other people. It's it's like a combination. You're drawing on your experience. And I'm finding this with a lot of the interviews is people needed that time working, you know, that 10 years, Mm. 15 years Mm -hmm. learning to get to that level of confidence to for, for things to just happen um and and I, th- I i say this in my um intro that the average age of someone running their own business is 51. Oh, so wow. like it's everybody thinks oh well, you've got to be this young gun um but actually mm. that experience is invaluable to get you you to where you are now mm. and um, you two working together what sort of different skills do you guys bring? do you sort of, how do you work? Is one of you the salesperson, one of the operations, or are you
0: sort of symbiotic? <laughs> <laughs> we do every single thing together, and we only work together, and we talk together, and we do everything together. <laughs> finish you. To, finish you to well, finish first, that's not true, but that is literally We spend every day probably nine hours on the phone to each other. We basically don't do anything without, well, we don't do anything without the other's approval. We don't do anything without talking it through first. So a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of what we do is done jointly it's just the nature of how we work and we always want each other's opinions about things not only because it's our joint business but just because I always want Liv's opinion she's the person that I trust ultimately over everyone and it's her opinion that I want ultimately over everyone's and because I trust her judgment and I trust her taste over anyone so you know we always kind of we're in constant contact essentially. there is no that we're not in contact. Even if one of us is on holiday, something else will be happening at home with the business that we'll be excited about or that we'll want an opinion about someone for the market and we'll be talking about work constantly. So, we're in constant contact and we do do a little bit together, but we do kind of have our own areas of expertise. And it's really easy for me to, to talk about this for Liv because she's honestly, I'm always just in such awe of Liv. Like, I know I know. it sounds like obviously I would say that because she's my sister and I love her, but she's genuinely just the most hardworking person and accomplished person I've ever met. And she's so good at what she does. Like, it really genuinely blows my mind. Like when I get to witness her in action at the market, because she really takes the lead on the day where she had that kind of real life retail experience of handling products, setting up product, dealing with people, she really takes the lead on a market day. And I'm so thankful that she has those skills and is able to do that because that is not where my... Um, expertise lies and just watching her in action with product with people it really is amazing and it's really inspiring and it, it just makes me see and know that Liv was born to do this job that whatever happened in life this is how Liv's life would have played out and she would have been doing something like this because I don't think there's anyone else out there who has the same kind of ultimate skill set that she has that makes her the perfect person to run a market like it, it really is like the world came together and exactly as you've said Joe that she needed all of that 10 years of experience of doing all of those jobs to make her this person that she is now and to bring out all of those skills in her to be able to do this so well for us now. And I think a lot of what Liv does on the day is what sets us apart from other markets out there because of Liv's person-to-person kind of relationship building, the way that she handles problems and problem-solve solves, and then the way that she deals with the products as well. Like Liv is literally like a, a rolodex of every product that she's ever seen in her entire life. She can know... To instantly whether something she's seen a product like that before whether she's bought a product like that before whether we've had an application of something similar whether it's copied from someone else whether it's a, an original idea and so when you're trying to curate a market it just makes it so easy because she has this incredible kind of breadth of knowledge of just product from being such a shopper for such a long time and I know Liv will take that as a compliment because she bloody loves shopping and she loves buying <laughs> pairs of pictures. so she okay. just instantly can know what's right what's wrong what's a copy what's original and it just makes running the business so much easier and it makes our curation the best in the business I would say because of Liv's knowledge and so that's really Liv's kind of area I just basically do some bits and bobs online <laughs> (laughs) my god no I can't accept that I have to speak now I can't take anymore I have to speak because that's honestly like I cried throughout all of that as you can imagine I just sat there and cried (laughs) but also I actually don't agree because I think that what actually truly sets us apart is the marketing that Daisy has managed to be able to bring to the business which I think really sets us apart from other markets because it sounds silly but you need to market a market like our main job what we spend most of our time doing ahead of the market day is marketing and I truly had no idea about that entire world i didn't even really know what marketing meant or online content or copywriting or editorial i didn't know what any of that meant and honestly again seeing daisy do that and she just knows how to push forward like um marketing events She just knows how to push something forward and get people excited about it. And logistically, she knows what we need to be talking about, how we need to be talking about it, what social media we need to be doing, how we need to do that. She also has all of the processes in place, like using the whole Google suite. Honestly, our business would not be able to run without Daisy's experience of using Google Sheets, Google Docs. It's such simple things. But even from an organizational point of view of making sure that everything on a day is really organized and you know people say that to us all the time that this is this is the best run market the best organized market I've ever done and it's such a massive compliment I know to Daisy because she takes that organization so seriously because we know that we're there working for the businesses and that means so much to them and it's it's integral to having a successful day is taking part in something that's really well organized and we would not be able to do any of that without Daisy and even just things like TikTok Instagram you know reels all of those marketing things that we work so hard on all of that comes from Daisy every single thing she just had a TikTok get 70,000 views which is a massive coup for us um but yeah all of that comes from Daisy and I really think that that marketing that we do ahead of an event and getting people super excited for an event all of that comes from Daisy so you know we wouldn't have people showing up on the day if it wasn't for her skills as well and it This whole conversation is exactly why we work so well together, because we appreciate so much what the other person has that we don't have. And where in another job. Have you ever worked where you feel like that? Like I've never worked in another job where someone's just spent 10 minutes saying all the amazing things about me that I do. And I'm sure Daisy's never had that. And obviously we're sisters, but we truly respect and appreciate each other and each other's skills. And, you know, I just think that that's rare to find. Even in even in siblings, I really respect Daisy and I respect her opinion about everything and I know when I need to listen to her. She knows when she needs to listen to me and you know that's how it works together. But we're a power duo and we mean nothing without each other. I don't doubt it at all. <laughs> I it. I'm so I'm so sorry for you that you had to sit there and listen to that because
1: that must have just gone on and on. <laughs> no, no, I'm getting emotional now. As well. I'm thinking I want a twin sister that's got oh, my back just as, much as that. <laughs> yeah, twin the best. I don't. I don't think my brother would be as complimentary. To me. <laughs> um, can I ask? Um, um, so, you um, what have you had any luck? Do you think? That, that's helped you with this business i mean i'd say the selfridges one but i feel like that's just a culmination of your energy out and your marketing
0: but was there any initial
1: luck or any luck you said whoa
0: i i sorry i know it's your turn to talk days but i want to take this one i actually believe it was so lucky that i got fired exactly in the moment that i did <laughs> because if i hadn't got fired then we would not be running this business now like we never ever ever would have pushed it forward into a business so for me the luckiest thing that has ever happened to me Was being fired. I can honestly hand on heart say that. It was the luckiest thing. I never would have chosen it. I never, ever, ever would have chosen to be fired. I never would have left that job if I had not been fired. So I had to be pushed out in order for me to live this life now and to have this business. And that is down to luck. That is literally, that was a decision someone else made for me that I did not have any hand in and I did not want to happen. So for me personally, being fired was the luckiest and best thing. So I would say that that was luck for me. Like someone out there, I don't really believe in God, but something out there was watching me like, no, you can't be wasted in this job forever. I'm going to make you be fired so that you can go and run your own business. True, because I have to say, and I said this to Liv before, and it sounds harsh, but she, I've said this to her before. She had that job and didn't really like it, went somewhere else, and then went back to a similar job at that same company. And it was like she kept being drawn back there. And I just felt like she was so wasted in that job. Like they didn't appreciate her skills. She wasn't getting to blossom. You weren't very confident in yourself either. Like you're such a confident person now and you didn't have self-confidence at all. Like the live of then versus the live of now, you're a completely different person. And you've really blossomed in those years and although it was so hard for you to take at that time when you got fired and it really was a bad time I mean honestly your bounce back was really immense and I don't think many people would bounce back <laughs> that quickly like you basically got down for like one day and then you just bounced back like instantly and just threw yourself into a your dullboy energy so I agree with you I have to say because that's really the only thing that's been out of our control like through the whole business was you getting fired at that specific time and because it was such a weird set of circumstances and so random and unlikely I just, I just have to believe that Liv would have just never left that job voluntarily, and so someone somewhere was like, "Right, we're going to have to make the push. We're going to have to push her out, and we're going to have to like throw her off the edge of the cliff because she won't do it voluntarily." And so I completely agree with you, Liv, and I'm so I'm so so happy that that happened.
1: Yeah. Interesting. I, I think you always, you can, and there's a lot of like, negative things that happen at the time, and then you sort of go, ah, actually, that had to happen for this to happen. I think a lot of people have got that sort of story. Definitely. Um, and um, this is sort of an obvious, uh, the answer is obvious, but has it all been worth it?
0: <laughs> have you got a better lifestyle it has all been worth it, but that's not to say that it's not hard. Like, it really is hard every day. And it's not, it's a hard I would choose and it's a hard I can cope with and it's a hard that in a way suits me. But I know that we both find a lot of it hard and it is a lot, a lot, a lot, a hell of a lot of work. And I think, you know, it's that kind of cheesy thing of people saying, oh, I didn't have luck. You know, the harder I worked, the luckier I got. I know that's kind of cringe, but it is true. Like, it, it does just take a really intense amount of hard work from both of us. And, you know, we always say for anyone running a business out there on their own, absolute kudos to you because I could not do this on my own. The amount of self-belief you need to be able to put yourself out there continually and the amount of resilience you need to have when you're one person, is it's truly amazing. And I truly wish I could give a tiny little award. And um, No, sorry, not a tiny little award, a massive award to anyone who's running a business on their own because they deserve it. They deserve, like, everything in the world. 'Cause it's so difficult even it being two of us. And, you know, having such an innate, innately close and trusting relationship with Liv, I'm so lucky to have that. But even with the two of us, it's difficult. But it has been worth it because I think we're both I just think we're both doing what we were always meant to do, doing what we were born to do and doing something which just fulfills us in a way that our other work never did. And I I know we both kind of were going through life and, you know, we, we were happy and things were great and, you know, we were making things happen and everything was, you know, everything was good, don't get me wrong, but I know we both always felt like there was this kind of missing element or something wasn't quite right and we both had a lot of anxiety and it was like the pieces just hadn't clicked into place yet, but we couldn't see what it was that was missing or that should change. And... So I just feel so lucky that we've been able to work that out because I think some people go through their whole life not knowing what they want to do or, you know, what they find joy in. And I just feel so lucky to have found that, even though it's difficult and even though it's hard and even though, you know, we might cry a lot (laughs) sometimes. Like, it, it is all worth it in the end. And, you know, because I feel like we're genuinely making a positive difference in the world. And that's been something that's really important to both of us. I feel like too often the world is full of real negativity, real greed, real, you know, horrible things. And I'm not saying we're out there, you know, saving lives. We're absolutely not. But I do feel like the market does bring people joy and it does help small businesses thrive. And, you know, we've seen the positive impact it's had on our local community. And that does make me feel really great. So I think for all those reasons, it's absolutely been worth it.
1: Amazing, amazing. It's been really lovely to hear your story. What what do you think, or what would you love for the future then um, to carry on being Dell boys of South London forevermore? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what we want. Like we want to you know, live our salad days. We changed our business name to salad days. And, you know, we want to live our salad days. We want to help other people live their salad days. We just want to keep putting on exciting events that, you know, people can have a great time at at the weekend. You know, weekends are such valuable time, like your Saturdays and Sundays, especially if you are working a job that you don't love. Your Saturdays and Sundays are super valuable. And we do not underestimate that people give up their Saturdays and Sundays to come to our event. And, you know, they're coming looking to have a bloody good time. They want to live their salad days at the market. So, we just want to keep doing exciting things. Keep, you know, making the weekend something exciting and great for people to look forward to on that, you know, Monday, Tuesday when they're at work and they're not enjoying themselves. Um, keep pushing things forward. Keep working with more exci- exciting businesses. Keep collaborating with people. Keep growing our community and just keep enjoying ourselves and not lose focus of just living our Saturdays and enjoying it. I, we're not people with specific goals. I wouldn't say I'd, we don't write down a list of like specific things we want to happen. Like I said, we just let it be incoming. But we just, we just want to stay on that track of enjoying it, having that sense of community, being in our community, growing our community, and just bloody enjoying it along the way and, yeah, never losing that spirit of Delboy. Love it. Thank you so much. <laughs>